She says Minnesota destroyed her financially for keeping her business open during the COVID lockdowns. How the former Lakeville and Northfield bar owner is starting over in another state. Next. Lisa Zarza is my guest. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I know it's been quite the saga you've been through these last few years, but I want to start with uh, the background. I know many people followed followed your story, but you owned Alibi Bar and Drinkery in Lakeville and Alibi at Froggy Bottoms in Northfield. So it's November of 2020 when Governor Walls essentially says, close your doors. Uh, you stay open for a total of 14 days, technically, uh, when you're not supposed to. And your life has certainly changed since. Just talk about how long you'd, you'd been in business to start with to sort of set the scene and then and then why you decided to, to stand up and say no. Um, well, I've been in business in the restaurant industry for 32 years. Um, 20 years old, I found myself a single mom in college full time working and I needed a job that I could make a little bit more money than just the regular retail job. So I started in the restaurant industry at 20 years old. I raised my son. Um put myself through college and continued into the industry. Um, I have a four-year degree and it's in sociology and I never used it. I just decided that the restaurant industry was something that I wanted to pursue and make my lifelong career. Um, I was in the South Metro of Minnesota for 30 years. That's where I built my business. That's where I owned a few different restaurants. Um, that's where all my contacts were. That's all my connections. I was very integrated into the cities, into um, Farmington and Lakeville. And um, yeah, when the shutdown came down, the first time that we shut down, um, I closed and followed all the mandates in the March of, um, it was March of 2020, March 17th, and we closed down. We followed all the mandates. We reopened safely. And then um, in about October, I started hearing rumblings that maybe it wasn't exactly what they said it was. And um, things weren't as dire as they put to the regular population. You know, obviously the elderly and the, the ill were affected by COVID, but the regular population, you know, there was herd immunity. There was um, ways to keep yourself safe that did it mean isolating an entire population. So when the state decided to close us down November 20th for the second shutdown, executive order 2020 or 2019, um, we decided to December 16th, there was a group of about 200 um, bars and restaurants and different uh, industries that decided to open against the mandates. So there's 200 of us and it was um, with the reopen coalition and um, 10 of us opened actually on December 16th um, out of the 200. Early on, though, it seems the state wants to make an example uh, out of you and out of your places of business. It's December 17th then of 2020 that Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison filed lawsuits against you for violating uh, Governor Wall's executive order. And then they come after your liquor license. They dig into your accounting for years uh, when you read that order, Lisa, what did you understand would would happen if you went ahead and kept your your doors open? And then talk about what ended up happening uh, in your case. The executive order said that you were subject to fines and you were subject to um, some penalties with your licensing until you complied. So compliance is when you start following the law or the the mandate, as we'll call it, the executive order, or when the mandate is lifted. Um, the Minnesota Department of Health took my liquor or my food service license. First, they suspended it. Then they refused to issue it in 2021. Um, I was fined 
uh, the liquor licensing, they gave me a five-year revocation of my liquor license. So it was deemed that I could not have a liquor license in the state of Minnesota for five years. Um, essentially, me losing my liquor or my food license is essentially what caused my business to close because you can't open without a food license. I was never in violation of any food code. Um, the food code is contingent on the food the food code of 2019, which was before COVID even existed. I never failed an inspection. I never failed anything. I had no liquor violations, nothing. And I was had both of my licenses taken away. My Northfield business, um, I was denied a license and said I was a threat to um, the community. Um, I was called a super spreader. Uh, the city uh, police chief in Northfield brought the 160-page lawsuit from the attorney general to the city council meeting and read that I was a danger to society and um, I did not have moral ethics. And when I had to speak in front of the city of Northfield, I they said, you know, is this a moral dilemma? And I said that this is the most moral decision I've ever made in my life. I've never been in politics. I've never followed politics. I never really just, I lived in my own little bubble. And when they decided to shut down restaurants and nothing else, they didn't shut anything else down except for, I think gyms for a little while. And then, um, lifetime fitness put a big lawsuit against the state of Minnesota. And then all of a sudden COVID didn't exist in gyms. Um, and they shut down hair salons, the same order that shut us down also opened up home Depot, Menards, Walmart, Target, 100% were before that executive order, they were at a 50% occupancy as we were. So that, that order shut us down 100% and opened those stores up 100%. And it was really crazy because it happened to come about a week before Black Friday. And um, when they say it wasn't politically motivated, it wasn't motivated by, you know, financial, economic, people who are supporting their campaigns. I just don't buy it. You know, restaurants are small. We don't have a lot of chains in Minnesota. They're not a big force to reckon with. They're not Brahm from Lifetime Fitness. We're just all little small business owners. But again, just going back, it's 14 days in total uh, that that you kept your your doors open, and this and this all happens. I know you had a lot of, lot of support, but you were vandalized uh, as well. Uh, talk talk about that. Our business got vandalized. I had um, racial slurs, um, Nazi semitism slurs at me. Um, vulgar. We also had um, urine and feces thrown at our back door. Um, yeah. And there was four, we caught them on camera. There was four people that um, were all in black. They came at four o'clock in the morning and they vandalized our entire building, um, spray painted it. Like, I mean, like you see in like downtown Minneapolis or war zones, like it was crazy. And um, I got a call from the mini or from the Lakeville police department at eight o'clock in the morning when I woke up. And by the time I got to my work at about nine, nine 30, um, we had about 10 or 15 of our regulars of people in the community. And they were all there spraying, spray, cleaning off the spray paint and scraping off the windows and power washing the bricks and, um, the community really band together our regulars, our customers, the people who supported us and really helped us get our, the horrible things. I mean, it was Sunday morning, you know, there were people going to church that morning and having to drive by that stuff. It was heartbreaking. But then fast forward, you're facing new allegations in Dakota County civil court uh, that you used your LLC for personal expenses um, from mid-December of 2020 to March of 2021. Uh, the, the stories read about driving your accounts to zero in less than, than four months. I know you wanted to, to talk about that, though. What ended up uh, happening with that? 
Um, I was, um, we had a lawsuit with Dakota County from the attorney general. We finally settled it. Well, we didn't settle it. Um, they found me guilty, um, assessed over a $300,000 fine. So basically I want to say I had $19,000 in actual fines for violating the executive order. It was upwards, I believe, of $160,000 for attorney general's fees um, for them to litigate against me. And then it's called a Minnesota Voidable Transfers Act, which basically says you can't take your own money in your own company and use it. I owed them, I guess, at the end of the day, $19,000 for violating the order. They thought it was okay for them to freeze all of our assets for them to um, come after me for three years. It, it was three years before we finally reached a settlement, and it's over $300,000 against me. Um, the night before my summary judgment, I was advised to file personal bankruptcy um, in case they did fine for them, and they did, and it was $300,000. And, um, yeah. Wow. Did, did the health department then ever trace a COVID outbreak uh, back to one of your restaurants during those 14 days you chose to stay open? No, we didn't have one traceable, not even the 14 days for the entire year. So COVID, if you remember, they shut down March 17th of 2020, finally reopened January 10th of 2021. Our restaurants essentially closed. I believe it was in about April. It kind of became a blur that whole time to me. So the dates sometimes get a little... Um, whatever. But in over a year, we didn't have one reported case of COVID. We didn't have one reported incident of COVID. Hard to believe we all lived through this time, to be to be quite honest. Um, it, amazing that it, it all went on. So I know it's two years ago then uh, that you opened your doors just over the border. And I say uh, just because I know you're, you're very close. Tell us where you are now and, and what your life is like now. So um, I travel an hour each way to Bay City, Wisconsin. It's right across the border from Red Wing. And um, I don't know how I got a bar. I <laughs> opened a bar with no money, was able to borrow a little bit of money to be able to get my inventory and stuff like that. And I've been there for two years. Um, March 1st will be my two-year anniversary. And I love it. I love the community. I love um everything about it. It's a tiny town, 442 people, amazing people that I've met, but it's also not home because I worked in the metro area for 30 years. I knew everyone in the Twin Cities. It didn't matter where I go, where I went, I knew somebody. So I bought a bar in the town that um, I could legally have a license in their state. They said there was no legal reason why I could not have a liquor license in the state of Wisconsin. It wasn't even an issue. They pulled up the records. They said, you have never broken the law. There's no reason for it. Um, but I had to start over and I bought a bar where I did not know one single person in this tiny little bar and um, have met a lot of amazing people there. But it was a struggle. Every day I was scared. I didn't know. I didn't know if I was going to make it or not. But I just woke up every day and drove an hour to work and came home and drove an hour home. And I've been doing it for two years. You wrote to me and you said, Lisa, that you lost two businesses. You were sued for $320,000 by Attorney General Ellison. You filed for bankruptcy. You lost your home. You even said you had no idea who the governor of Minnesota even was at the time or the attorney general, for that matter. You're just a business owner, not a political person. But but knowing what we know now you know, about COVID, about the lockdowns, would you do it again, You know, de defy uh, such an order? Well, if I defy the order in the state of Minnesota right now, ever again, um, as a business owner, I would be fined $59,000. It was part of an agreement that the attorney general made in the bankruptcy courts against me. Um, so no, because it would cost me $59,000. Um, 
I don't regret what I did as far as um, being morally, um, it was a moral decision. It was exactly what I should have done. I regret losing everything. I didn't think that what they said was what was going to happen. Um, I thought I was going to get fined. I was willing to get a fine. I was willing to do jail time. That's what the executive order said. It didn't say that they were going to destroy my life, destroy my business partner's life, take everything that we've worked for for 30 years and take it away from us. Um, so I did it out of morality and I would do it again out of morality. But if I knew that I was going to lose everything, I mean, I put it all on the table for all the, the restaurant owners in the state of Minnesota because nobody else pretty much had the balls to do it except 10 of us. And they got to open and I lost two businesses. Well, we certainly wish you the, the best moving forward. We know you're close so so people can stop by. But Lisa Zarza, thank, thank you so much for, for sharing the story. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That will do it for this episode of Liz Collins Reports. We'll see you next time.